Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Decided to sleep in? Missed your favorite morning show? Yeah, don't worry. It's the Morning After Podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With their pre-owned personal shopper, your requests will be personally handled by their team of salespeople, sales managers, and vehicle buyers, meaning you got someone looking out for you the whole way. And with easy-peasy loan approval, they've got you taken care of in a way that doesn't require a social security number or trigger a credit inquiry. So go check them out, Treasure Valley Subaru at the Idaho Center. Now, for Nick and Big J. Take it away, boys. What up, players? It's the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Wednesday, 18th day of January 2023. My name, well, gosh, that'd be Nick. There's Big J right over there, ladies and gentlemen. It's Big J. Here's something I've never asked you before, Big J. How was Arby's? I think you've asked me, but but not uh, directly. Yes, I've indirectly asked you about Arby's for sure. I was great. I've uh, kind of tiptoed around in roast beef restaurants and wouldn't call them out by name, but yeah. now I'm actually asking you. It was good? Yeah. People show up for the grand opening? That certainly did. Did you score yourself some beef and cheddars? I did. Very nice, for dude. free. Oh my god, they gave you the Big J treatment. I love that. Did you get treated like a king? They roll out the red carpet for you for the, yeah. grand, carpet for the grand opening? Nice, Yes, yes indeed. Uh, is it a nice Arby's? Like, no, you it's walk run inside? down and, and disgusting. No, well, I mean, but you know, like when they it's do, nice. it's brand new. But when they do like the Wendy's builds, it almost is like unrecognizable to like the Wendy's when you were a kid. Did it look like an Arby's to you inside? Well, yeah, it looked like a modern Arby's. All right, not one from you know 1968. Any special amenities like the touchscreen soda dispenser? Uh, no. Uh, either way, it's that now is open a special dispenser, though. up in CUNA if you want to go check it out. And hopefully you did while Big J was out there and having yourself a good time. He then went home and watched... Uh, he wasn't done with food yet because he watched a movie called The Menu last night on HBO Ironic. Max. Yes. And we will talk about it coming up later on this hour. Big J will have a full-on movie review for you as that was the movie you demanded that Big J watch last night. And so he did. And we will get his review of that coming up this morning. We also have We're Going to Hell. We have a chance for you to go to several concerts coming up over the course of the show today. Should be a very good and fun Wednesday show full of informative things, entertainment things, and maybe Big J, if we're lucky, a little bit of laughs. But that's in your department. I'm in a lot of laughs. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, we will have some music for you. That's what we do on this show, play some music. So let's kick things off. With some bullet for my valent, excuse me, bullet for my valentine, bullet butterfly wings with smashing pumpkins here on the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Little situation at the Boise Airport yesterday, Big J. Oh. Plane arriving from Texas uh, at the Boise Airport and had to go off the pavement at the airport as it landed, which is never good. The good news is nobody was hurt, according to airport officials that said on yesterday morning. It was American Airlines flight 2990 from Dallas-Fort Worth landed Boise around 10 o'clock in the morning. Touchdown safely, but while taxiing towards the terminal, front wheel went off the pavement into the airfield safety area, which is a gravel surface next to the taxiway. That, of course, makes it a little bit of a concern because the plane then could not proceed to the terminal, so passengers instead had to exit the plane using the air stairs, which is probably always a little bit of a concern, no right? No way. Crazy. They had to be shuttled then to the terminal, according to the airport spokesman. Six crew members, 168 passengers on board. 
According to the information by the airline, no injuries reported, no impact to airport operations, everything was fine, but... You know, one of those deals were probably a little bit freaky when you're landing somewhere and it goes off the runway, right? Yeah. Uh, you've flown a lot. Any of that ever time any, ever happened to you? No. It's happened to somebody I know, but that's that's the extent of it. Nobody was injured that time either, but it certainly is a little bit freaky when things don't go as planned. As you're landing in a plane or taking off in a plane or on a plane, period, and things go weird. But the good news is everybody is okay, no problems. They figured it out just fine. The Titans are hiring Rand Carthen, the San Francisco 49ers Director of Player Personnel at Zerdu General Manager. Carthen interviewed for the job on Friday, and he is taking over the team. He brings 15 years of experience, most of them with the 49ers, to the Tennessee Titans as they expect to move on. Speaking of the 49ers, they are going to have to deal with Dallas Cowboys kicker Brett Maher. He ended up uh, getting retained by the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, he became the first player in any NFL game since 1932 to miss four extra point attempts in a game. Of course, don't forget that for the first, I don't know what, 75 years of that particular stat, the extra point was right next to the goalpost, so they weren't missed a whole hell of a lot. Back when they moved it back to the 35-yard line, that's when things started to get a little bit questionable, but still, it's a nice stat that you could put on it. And again, it didn't factor in the game at all, so that probably helped a little bit. But they thought maybe the Cowboys would cut him. No. They're not. They're hanging on to him. So he's not going anywhere, and he'll be in the Cowboys uniform. We're at number 19 when they take on the 49ers this weekend. Big J, uh, Channing Tatum is in the news. He was talking to Vanity Fair, opening up about a lot of things for the first time, including his divorce. But uh, he revealed that his production company, which is called Free Association, believe it or not, has had the rights for the last couple of years to a movie you may be familiar with. Uh, It's called Ghost. came out in 1990. Patrick Swayze, Whoopi Goldberg won an Oscar for that particular movie. Demi Moore was in it as well. Uh, I believe also there was some clay involved in that movie. Yeah. And he wants to make a remake of the movie Ghost, but he wants to do something different with it, according to Channing Tatum. Uh, He says uh, he doesn't know why. Uh, He says, now I know why they put the pottery making in Ghost. The whole process is very, very sexual, he says. And it all makes sense. But he he doesn't get into detail as to what the different thing in Ghost could be. So I'm wondering out loud, how do you make that movie different and still make it ghost, I guess, is my question. Unless oh, you boy. like do like role reversal where the uh, the woman dies as opposed to Patrick Swayze in the relationship, that could be something. But I'm not sure how you flip it the other way. And I'm not sure if it would play in today's day and age. Maybe it would, I don't know. I mean, ghost still, I think, holds up, although it's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, but this time, instead of a, a love relationship, it's a haunting. I see, so it's more of a horror movie than it is a romance. Oh, it's like every other horror movie. Never mind. Yeah, uh, instead of falling in love or staying in love with a ghost, she ends up being scared by it and freaked out. And uh, and we'll see what ends up happening. Now, this has been in production, not in production, but an idea for a while. It's not like he just got these film rights. He's had them for a little bit, and nothing's kind of gotten off the ground. But maybe, just maybe, you'll be adding Ghost to the pile or of remakes. It's it's uh it's them do do we redoing Ghost, but they're haunted by Patrick Swayze. Oh, okay, bring back Patrick Swayze. I'm sure and he's they, a stable. Use his that. brother to play him. <laughs> I love that idea. I love it. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. <laughs> Tag team action there off the top turnbuckle with Starset and Breaking Benjamin waiting on the sky to change here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And I believe 
anybody that's over the age of 35 that lives in the Boise or Treasure Valley area and has made a trip to Oregon at some point, I believe it's in some sort of clause that we sign when we live here that we have to visit the Goonies house. Have you ever done that? Gone to oh, Astoria? Uh, yes. Okay. Love Astoria, yeah, man. It's just, beautiful. It's, yeah, it's, it's just my style of coast. Exactly. Like and so all of us at some point have popped by the Goonies house just to see it. And uh, how was it? When I went, it was very much like they don't want you around it. You kind of yeah. had to take some pictures. And it was like that's, the, that's about as close as you could get. But you could say... Hey, I visited it, and it was something that I've seen. But the owners were not exactly keen on everybody, you know, doing stuff Goonies style on it. Well, I have some good news for you if you're a Goonies fan and you make the trip to Astoria on a regular basis. Hey, you guys. It's about to change, Big J, because we told you a while ago that the Goonies house was for sale. And somebody named Bayman Zakari ended up purchasing it for about $1.65 million, which is a lot of money uh, for a house in Astoria, Oregon. That doesn't look very big. But... This guy is a Goonies fan that ended up purchasing the house, and his plan is to decorate it and make it available for people to actually check out. And he wants it to look exactly like it looked in the 1985 movie Goonies. In fact, he is putting up a bunch of things to make it as close as possible to the Goonies house, including he is putting the contraption on that front gate, Big J, that's going to open it up just like it did in the movie. Uh, but he's still trying to find a chicken to lay an egg at just the right moment because if you remember, that was the uh, mechanism that helped trigger the actual gate opening up in the movie. But he does also say that he wants to turn it into a Goonies museum inside the house. And in order for you to get into the museum, Big J, you got to get up on the tree stump and do that truffle shuffle, dude. That's what he's saying. He's like, I'm really committing to the bit here. I want you to be a Goonies fan if you want to come in and see it. But his goal is to make this a little bit more interactive, a little bit more fun, a little bit more open to the public. So now, if you're a Goonies fan and you go to Astoria or you make a special trip just to see the Goonies house, uh, not right now, but very, very soon, it's going to be at least a little bit more Goonies-esque and you're not going to have somebody chasing you off if you're taking some pictures. So I like that. I yeah, do. yeah. Let's see. And right underneath the bidding uh, for him uh, coming in second place, there was Adam Goldberg, who uh, is the creator of the Goldbergs, um, and had been rumored to be helping to write a sequel to the Goonies. And he didn't want to pony up more than one point six five. Well, I mean, he might not have that much. I think it was an auction situation, and he lost. Oh, I see. It was like so, a, well, still. I mean, he had to know what the winning bid was. Sometimes. But- mm-hmm. Maybe it's not worth it to him. I mean, or maybe there's more work to do, or maybe he didn't want to turn it into a museum. Who knows? But uh, congratulations to the gentleman that did win it. And soon, uh, all of us who make the trip out to Astoria for some Goonies fun will be able to actually maybe interact with the Goonies house, which would be the first for all of us. Morning after with Nick and Sounds Big like J. Sounds like a live broadcast waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah, can we can we can we get it working? Well, I guess if they've got internet there, we can make it happen, right, Big J? Yeah, we certainly uh, broadcast from worse scenarios than that. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We're not done talking about movies yet. Big J has a movie review as we wrap up Streaming Dumbass next on the X Rocks. That is Green Day here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yesterday, right around this time, due to your text messages, Big J was selected to watch a movie called The Menu. It's available for you to watch on HBO Max. It's got Anna Taylor-Joy, it's got Ray Fiennes, it's got John Leguizamo, among others, featured prominently. I believe you made a joke about Judith Knight a couple of days ago. She's in this movie? I did. I was like, that's weird. (laughs) That's a weird, weird thing. It was a weird coincidence. I mean, you forget Nicholas Holt. 
Yes, Nicholas Holt is yes. also in this movie. I'm not sure he's the household name that some people, but I mean, he's fantastic in pretty much everything he does. Uh, he of Mad Max, uh, f- the what is it, Fury Road fame. So, uh, fantastic actor as well. And let's get Big oh, Jay's breakdown on how it was and if he enjoyed it. Uh, the menu. Uh, let's say this at the end. It's uh, you. If you don't say what the f just happened, I don't think you watched the movie. Right? You didn't understand it. Understand? Yeah, that okay. doesn't mean it was what the bleep. Well, the happened. whole movie was what the bleep. Yeah, what the bleep am I watching? And and did I understand it fully? No, not really. <laughs> no, because I'm not going to sit here and get into the intellectualism uh, that comes along with some of this uh, highbrow bullcrap. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, but it is uh, a little bananas. So you know, <laughs> I mean, the the story takes place uh, on this island restaurant. Uh, very famous chef and a, a celebrity group of uh, diners get to go and experience a very special menu, uh, and it unfolds. The menu itself is a story. Blah blah blah. It sounds like a real bore fest to me. Uh, if I were going to go have dinner here, um, and uh, for some folks. <laughs> That's what they felt too, and uh, you've got Anna Joy, who uh, her her uh, character Margot is coming along with Nicholas Holt's character Tyler, and she is kind of an unknown in this aspect, where he had uh, was supposed to be taking somebody else, and the menu was planned Nick specifically for everybody who was gonna make it, and so she was a real wrench in uh, in the whole plan, and that plays out, and I don't want to ruin the movie for anybody and spoil it, uh, but let's just say it's bananas. It is indeed. It's very much a different kind of setup for something. But uh, did you enjoy it? Uh, yeah, it wasn't bad. I mean, it was, uh, it was just, I, it was, you know, I think we're probably 40 minutes into it. You're like, oh, boy, that's when the rails start to come loose and uh, things get to be a little a little crazy. And you start trying to figure out oh, what, what's going to happen in here. So, you know, there's a lot of, uh, I guess, uh, entertainment in that fact. We're trying to figure out what the story here is uh, until it's finally revealed. So that part can be real fun. And, and they did a great job of it. Shot beautifully. Looks great. Um, all the performances that were fantastic. Rough finds is just amazing. Uh, but it is a real WTF at the end. What was it about the end that made you, like, specifically made you go, huh? I don't know. The whole thing? Well, I you, mean... I don't want to ruin it here. We can talk about it off, but you have to have a certain number of people who are along for the ride on this. Yeah. That's bananas. That right. doesn't make any sense. Well... That's not real. No. You're not going to find 15 or 16 people who are dedicated in expertise of what they do to do what they did. I don't think... I, I, don't, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but also you've heard of cults, right? Like, this stuff yeah. happens all the time. You Somebody indoctrinates a bunch of people into things that you don't think they would do, and they totally do it because they fully believe in whatever this insane person is rambling. Yeah, I don't know. What do you mean you I don't mean, know? I, cults I, are I, real, I, right? Yeah, yeah. They're real, obviously. Yeah. I, I believe that. But and you've heard of, like, you know, people that I, I do all sorts of crazy I don't put that in this category. Uh, uh, just, I don't know. It seemed like it was pretty culty to me. I, I, I think that, uh, yeah, I don't no, man some weird stuff and it's so yeah i i label it wtf at the end fine uh although even though they they said throughout the movie exactly how the movie was gonna end yeah yeah it still freaked you out at the end That's it didn't weird. freak me out it was wtf well i mean i'm telling you that they told you the whole movie what was gonna happen and then it didn't yeah, happen you know what i was gonna go in and approve this not anymore Good. not approve i don't like it either just so you know so uh not approved. big j says it's not worth your time nah, i changed my mind again you should watch it <laughs> Wait, what is the real review? It's a WTF movie. So if you want to go at the end of the movie of what the bleep did I just see, 
this is a good choice. It's definitely different for sure, but is it Big J approved? Yes. All right. Uh, he went back and forth, but it's officially well, Big J approved on it. And if you want to watch it, I guess it's uh, something that could be worth your time, Big J says. But prepare to be confused. Morning after with Prepare Nick not to be hungry afterwards. And Big J, that's for sure. Uh, there's your review of the menu available now on HBO Max. Coming up in a few minutes, some important stuff. After with Nick and Big J. The results are in, Big J, from a six-month worldwide trial, and it's time to take Fridays off forever. The trial involved 33 international companies, employees in about seven different countries. It was organized by a company called Four Day Week Global, but workers were found... The question was, were workers as productive were during a four-day work week as they were during a five-day work week and was the company as profitable as it was during a five-day work week. That's an important part right there, the piece. The results were positive. Companies in the program reported both increased revenue and healthier and happier employees during this particular study. Now, uh, since Soothing uh, Solutions claims the four-day work week has allowed employees to explore hobbies, spend time with loved ones, in fact, uh, one of the actual uh, company CEOs says one of our comp- employees has an elderly parent who is terminally ill. She got to spend three, four days a week with them, which is fantastic, and it helped to lead to productivity in the workplace. So, it's a good thing to have a four-day work week. Now, I also caution you by saying, hey, listen, anytime a company called Four Day Week Global puts together a study about four-day work weeks and the results are positive, you probably shouldn't be shocked. They're looking for positive results if their company is called Four Day Week Global. So misleading. So there could be some spin involved in this, but I, right I, mean, line, I mean, we've been talking about it long enough where it seems like it would kind of make sense. Yeah, raise your hand if you would work, work four days. Yeah, you work a little extra on those days. It's ten day, but, a ten hour work days for but, sure. But you get three days off. Who wouldn't want that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds like it's, it's it makes a lot of sense I, to do it. I love, love that. It'd right. Great. What would you do with the extra day off, Big J? That Nothing. was one of the questions Nothing. in the study. I would study. be a bump on a log. You would be, be a, a fat piece of you-know-what. <laughs> but you'd rather do that than work. Nah, I'd rather work. You're all over the map today. But I will say that, you know what, it it is something that a lot of companies are taking advantage of. I think there are certain businesses, of course, that could never get away with something like that. But it is interesting that it's happening. I don't think ours that would be. (laughs) I don't know how that would work. I don't either. I mean, really, there's no way we would uh, even think about making the transition until, like, the four-day work week is almost, like, considered the norm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But even still, like, you know, it's not like we're on the air for eight hours straight. You know, we've got lots of stuff that we do off the air once the show is done. But it's not like, you know, us working 10-hour days. We do that already sometimes. And so it's one of those deals where it's just, it doesn't make sense in what we do. But there are certainly some businesses, office jobs, etc., where that stuff makes some serious sense. Yeah. In the world of football, the Los Angeles Chargers blew a 27-point lead on Saturday. Many onlookers wondered if Brandon Staley would be fired. Well, looks like he is going to keep his job, but uh, that's not going to be the same case for Joe Lombardi, their offensive coordinator, and their quarterback's coach, Shane Day. Both of them have been let go of their position. Somebody had to you know, basically take the fall for the epic collapse, and it fell on the shoulders of the offensive coordinator. I'm not sure what the quarterback coach 
has to do with it. But uh, the head coach apparently will be involved in that as well, uh, and he's going to keep his gig. So there's that. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing if I'm a Chargers fan. I don't know. He's, he's made some pretty bad decisions. Yeah, well, not only that, but, like, you know, even before he was there, the Chargers were losing in really weird ways. They were charging. Now, now they now they get good and they lose in heartbreaking It's a verb. Ways. No, it's a verb. It's called charging. Yeah, it's not, it's, not, it's not a good verb to have if you're a football team. You should be okay in that situation, and they very much were not. Big J, are you ready? Your friend Mark Tremonti says he is absolutely positive that another Creed reunion will happen at some point. He was talking about how the band is always talking. Of course, you know, majority of Creed is still together in Alter Bridge. And he says that everybody's running ideas back and forth. We don't know as of yet because they're so deep in this Alter Bridge record that it's kind of tough to get sidetracked on that right now. But he says, quote, I'm sure something will happen at some point. Creed was such a popular band. It would be a shame not to do something with it. I know there's still tons of fans that would appreciate it. So it's a matter of timing. This would complete the trifecta for me of bands that have been a punchline but now find themselves with another wave of popularity. Limp Bizkit kind of kicked things off where everybody hated Limp Bizkit for a while and then they came back and went on sold-out tour this last year, which was ridiculous until Fred Durst had some health problems. Nickelback now has embraced everybody hating them and made fun of them and have used that to up their social cred and now have themselves a hit song in San Quentin. So people seem to have come around on Nickelback. Now if they do a a one 180 on Creed, which was a very popular band, no doubt about it. Oh, everybody loved Creed, and then everybody hated Creed, and now if it all came back... In fact, the last time they did a reunion, remember, nobody was going to the concerts, and they had to pull out of this stuff. But I feel like if they came back and people actually realized, hey, you know what, that was fun back when we enjoyed this music, and just, you know, not everybody had to have a cool social media opinion, we were all just having a good time, I that would complete the trifecta. I think fans would welcome them with arms wide open. Get it, everybody? Guys, that's a Creed joke. That's a Creed joke. I'm wide open. Very nice. Morning at, remember when you had dinner with Scott Stapp? Morning after with I Nick do, man. and Big J. I remember when I interviewed him in a hotel room? <laughs> yep. And he got all touchy feely. Yeah. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for the <laughs> 7 o'clock hour for you. Morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. We are headed to Nashville, Tennessee for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. Question for you. You said early and often that uh, one of the things that you did growing up back in Montana was get behind the wheel of a vehicle relatively early on in your age, right? Sure. Uh, how young do you think is too young to be driving a car by yourself? Uh, still in the womb. After that, so uh, so you're saying driving begins uh, at conception? Yeah. yeah I would, probably uh, 10 years old. 10 years old is the limit. I feel like, you know, uh, it's one of those deals where it certainly depends on the situation, of course. But, like, if you're not tall enough to reach the pedals, you probably shouldn't be driving a vehicle of any kind, no matter what that may be. Uh, But, unless, of course, there's certain uh, special situations involved in it when you're a little kid, like a go-kart or something to that extent. But uh, we both can agree that five years old is too young to be driving a car by yourself, right? Yeah. Uh, that is the basis of today's We're Going to Hell stories. We got a dad of the year in Nashville, Tennessee, that thought it would be a good idea to let his five-year-old son completely drive the wheel of their vehicle and take over everything. Uh, and uh, you're not going to guess how this ends, Big J, but uh, it ended up crashing the car into the neighbor's yard. 
Now, you start to wonder, hey, why would a guy think it's a good idea for his five-year-old kid to be driving a car, period? Because he's drunk. You're absolutely right. This man was straight up hammered. Police said a witness told the officers he watched the guy put his kid behind the wheel of the car, yelled at him that that's not a good idea, and about two seconds later, the car crashed into a mailbox and into the yard of the 800 block of Charlotte Pike in Nashville. The driver then grabbed his young son and ran from the scene. So he takes his kid under his arm like a football and just starts Carl Lewis away from the place. Police found the crashed car on the side of the road. Inside that car, multiple open bottles of alcohol left inside, according to court documents. The inside of the car smelled like a brewery. Police looked up the license plate and tracked it to a house about a half mile down the road. And sure enough, when they knocked on the door, 53-year-old John Harris answered the door as uh, and his five-year-old kid was seen in the background watching television. The good news is nobody was injured. The bad news is uh, Harris told officers he allowed to he allowed his five-year-old son to drive the car because he was not feeling up to it after having several beverages. And unfortunately, the child then jerked the steering wheel over to the right, causing the vehicle to crash because, I don't know, Big J, he's five and he doesn't understand yeah, how cars work. Yeah, what an work. idiot kid. So the car crashed into the mailbox and it, it caused a real big mess and the father and the son were lucky to survive the crash after seeing the damage done to the vehicle. But obviously, it's very upsetting to know that a five-year-old son or child was involved and driving the car as well. Not a good way to go about it. So, uh, he failed his field sobriety test that the officers provided for him at the house. Apparently, could barely stand up straight and definitely reeked of alcohol. Uh, He told officers that everybody was okay. The child said he wasn't hurt as well. Uh, But they did find a mark on the windshield that looked like it was from somebody's head. They imagine it's from the old man. He was charged with DUI and leaving the scene of an accident. He has been released from jail on a $4,000 bond, according to court records, but uh, certainly not the way you want to go about parenting, Big J. Not a smart move. No, and I mean, let's just hope this kid doesn't have, like, uh, emotional damage for the rest of his life. Hopefully he can forget about it. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe he's lucky enough to pull that off, but that feels like one of those things that, that stay with you, right? I mean, the first time you're behind the wheel of a car, it's you have an accident because your dad's drunk. That feels like a core memory. Certainly subconsciously. Yeah. Right. It's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. You're absolutely right. This poor kid. Daddy, no. Daddy, why? But what an idiot kid. Learn to drive. Well, he's five. You you yourself said that's too young. Morning after with Nick and Big J. (laughs) There's your we're going to hell story. It is the X Rocks. That's a Deftones. That is change here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Both of us, Big J, enjoy playing video games from time to time. Agree or disagree? Hell yeah. And uh, you, far so, far more so than I do, uh, enjoy playing uh, games online, specifically with other players and having some fun. Yeah, I'm not a coward. Uh, and you enjoy, uh, how much do you do the talking? How much are you chirping? How much are you communicating not, with those that you're playing? Rarely. Uh, is there a particular reason why? I got nothing to say. Uh, what do you mean? You, I mean, you talk all the time. You have nothing to say about video games, or you just no, don't want no, to no, talk no. to I these mean, people? What, there's no, I got no, you know, unless, I mean, I will if I'm playing, like, say, Call of Duty, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on a team or something, or, right. or I'm giving out some information, but it's rare. It's rare that you, yeah. did you talk usually? You, so do you have it on mute, or you just don't talk? 
Yeah, it's on mute. Gotcha. Well, uh, if you, you went mute everybody else too to Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, you know that there's a lot of different things out there for people that enjoy video gamers. But one of the video games, but one of the things that uh, got a lot of heat coming out of that particular uh, electronic show was something that could be greatly appreciated by people who actually live with people that video game uh the device is called the mutalk big j and it's a very it kind of looks like vr goggles but they're vr goggles for your mouth it's essentially a muzzle big j for people that play video games it's a sound capturing device that you put around the front part of your face so it allows you to still talk communicate and do things but it allows other people that live with you to not hear you chirping out directions at your uh call of duty teammates as you are playing because that could under I could understand how that could get on people's nerves if they're not playing and they're not around it but they hear somebody yelling screaming or arguing or saying stuff that doesn't make any sense to them and a lot of gamers play loud too there's that especially if you're excited about a game that you're playing so it's a noise canceling device that could appeal to everybody in the house that wants some quiet restored to their home it's again called the mew talk it's expected to cost about two hundred dollars no which seems like a lot of money for a muzzle but again you're not buying it i'm i highly doubt the gamer will buy this for themselves this feels like something that somebody's return you know, to <laughs> return to sender significant other will purchase for them and like go hey i'm sick of hearing you talk uh to all your buddies about your video games or screaming at somebody for playing madden the wrong way it's time that you put this on so that i don't have to hear you yelling and talking to your video games so it's an option no. of course nobody's gonna like it do dogs like muzzles probably not but the reality of the situation is sometimes they need them because they're too damn so yet of course it's stupid it's a muzzle for human beings What's it, what, I'm not sure there's any aesthetic that they could put on that to make it look like it makes sense or that it's good in any way, shape, or form. But if it gets the job done and it keeps a quiet house for somebody that's tired of hearing their uh, significant other bark about uh, their particular video games, it might be something that comes in handy. And we, I guess my uh, your advice would be don't be that guy that needs one of these, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, but there are a lot of people that enjoy that, that enjoy doing that. I mean, lucky I moved into another room, so if I want to talk, I can talk all I sure, want when I'm playing games. But, um, you know, some people, that's their deal. Or they're playing with friends, and, you know, when I'm playing with the kids and stuff, I mean, yeah, it can get loud, so sure. I get that. But uh, let's uh, not be ridiculous. Well, again, this doesn't stop you from talking. It's not a device that's meant to keep you quiet. It's a device that keeps the rest of the house quiet while you do your talking. And it's supposed to be noise-canceling for everybody else. Is it ridiculous and absurd? Yes, but you know what? There's a lot of accessories for video games that are ridiculous and absurd that cost a ridiculous amount of money, right? I mean, uh, yeah. how much was the shifter again for your trucking video game? $7,000. See, that's a lot of money. A lot of people would look at that and go, that's silly. That's silly. Why would somebody do that? Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, we got ourselves some important stuff, plus your pop culture smackdowns on the way. Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. We are only 18 days into the new year, Big J, and already there's a disturbing trend across the United States of America that makes me wonder why people are so off. So off? Awful. Oh, yeah, there's no, I don't know. Because the trend is people are abandoning their pets at airports, Big J. In the past two weeks alone, three dogs, a tortoise, 
five cats have all been abandoned at various airports across the country. And airports are saying, hey, this kind of stuff doesn't happen a whole lot. We don't know why it's happening all of the sudden in the year 2023. But at some point between check-in and boarding, the owners have decided to leave the animals behind. And it is puzzling at best. Yeah, that's messed up. According to MSM, one dog was found tied to a pole outside of an airport in Des Moines, Iowa, which is just cruel and unusual. The tortoise was discovered in a restroom at Harry Reid International Airport in Las Vegas. Three puppies were abandoned by at a departure gate at the same airport. Another dog was surrendered to airline employees at Charlotte Air International. So it's like, what is going on? Why are we turning like the airport into a humane society? It's very strange. And also, hey, jerks. Make some plans for your animals before you go, and then if you're going to take them with you, do not forget them before you go. That's not great. That makes you a terrible, per, uh, you know, animal owner, first of all. And uh, tying your dog outside as you take a flight makes you a terrible person. And none of that stuff is cool and should be thought about. So, hey, let's stop abandoning our pets at airports. Agree or disagree, Big Jay? Yeah. That seems like a really, really bad and cruel thing to do. So how about you don't do that? And I'm not sure why it's a trend this year, but it seems to be very, very disturbing. For what? Not cool. Big J, you may not know this because you don't follow basketball, but you're about a month away from the NBA All-Star Weekend. Do you know where it's happening this year? Uh, no, I don't. Where is Salt it? Lake City. So Salt Lake City? It's, Look out! It's not too far away. If you're an NBA fan and want to make the trek for All-Star Weekend, odds are you'll be rubbing elbows at that high-quality Salt Lake City nightlife that they offer. And uh, the NBA Slam Dunk Contest, of course, one of the big things that happens at the All-Star event every single weekend. And this time uh, in Salt Lake City on February 18th, and they have it, it's going to have a first as uh, Delaware Bluecoats guard Mac McClung has accepted an invitation to take part in the slam dunk contest. Now, this is not a name that you know, but that's what makes it a big deal. Uh, Mac McClung is a G League player, and the league has noticed him dunking like crazy in games for their particular team. And they're like, hey, man, you're good enough to go to the slam dunk contest. So he's accepted the invitation. He will become the first player ever in the G League to take part in any All-Star Weekend event. Of course, he's got a pretty big rep as a big-time dunker, but he's only been on an NBA roster once, and that was for 20 days with the Chicago Bulls. He signed a two 10-day contracts with them back in the 21-22 season last year. But everybody admits he's got some incredible talent dunking, and so he has accepted the invitation. So we're going to have the first time ever a G League player is going to take part in that. So it may be a part of history. Maybe this opens up the door. It feels to me like you need to have more people involved in these kind of events that actually want to be there. Because it almost seems like the slam dunk contest has turned into a yawnathon for the most part. Yeah, what so, happened? Uh, well, I think. N- n- I mean, n- when we were when we were young, I mean, that was the best thing ever, man. All the superstars stopped playing in it. Is what ended. Yeah, up happening. why? Because they don't want to get hurt, or they don't want to be embarrassed, or it's a lot of missed dunks and all that kind of stuff. So I think they stopped. But I mean, I think even back in the '90s, like the big dunkers that won the slam dunk contest weren't stars. I mean, you remember Harold Miner? He won like three years in a row. They called him Baby Jordan. He played for the Miami. Heat, and he was not really great as a basketball player, but dude could dunk, that's for sure. 
the three-point contest, I think, has taken on a little bit more of a uh, a shine in this particular style of NBA because that's the one the stars will play in. That's the one that they will, you know, try to win, and that's got all the big names. But this time around, the slam dunk contest is going to be a little bit different. If you are a fan of the Hulu series Only Murders in the Building, you may be curious to know that the one and only Meryl Streep has decided to join the cast of the show for its third season. Uh, Selena Gomez and Steve Martin announced the news on their Instagram on Tuesday. Uh, Not exactly sure if she's just a guest star or series regular, but also in the picture with Meryl Streep was Paul Rudd. Of course, that wouldn't surprise you if you're already an Only Murders in the Building fan because uh, he showed up in the season finale of season two. So uh, this looks like he's going to continue into season three. So if you're a Paul Rudd fan, know that he's not going anywhere. And Meryl Streep will also join the cast. So I don't know much, Big J. I do enjoy the show. I think it's very funny and it's good. And I like that Paul Rudd is part of it. And I I know that whatever Meryl Streep will be doing, she will be nominated for several awards for doing it. Because she she can't be in something without her being nominated for something. These are the rules. It's her and Judy Dent. These are the rules that we have agreed to when we put them in things. They must be nominated for whatever roles they have. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for the 8 o'clock hour. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yeah, we got some concert action happening at the Knitting Factory February 11th. The Foo's Fighters are in town. A little tribute action to a band called the Foo Fighters. We'll set you up with these tickets here if you can uh, beat me at Pop Culture Smackdown, suckers. Uh, all right, it's one big sing-along if you want to go. 208-287-1003. In order to claim the prize, however, you are going to have the best, Big J. Are you a pretender? In a little game called Pop You want to learn to fly? Smackdown. Give me one more. Comedy comes in threes. You monkey wrench. On a stick. Hello, the X. Good morning. Good morning, sir. What's your name? Brandon. Hi, Brandon. You're up first. Today is Kevin Costner's 68th birthday. Kevin Costner plays John Dutton, the head of a family of full-on ranchers in what hit television show? Yellowstone. That is absolutely right. correct. Big J! Which of Kevin Costner's movies was nominated for both an Oscar and a Razzie, which is uh, which is honors some of the worst movies of the year? I'll give you choices. Fred not. Okay. Uh, Waterworld, Draft Day, or Man of Steel? One of these movies was nominated for both an Oscar and a Razzie. It's gotta be uh, Waterworld. Waterworld is correct. It uh, was nominated for, uh, well, won a bunch of Razzies for Worst Movie, but it was actually nominated for an Oscar for Best Sound as well. Did not win. Uh, Back to you, Brandon. Kevin Costner won an Oscar for which of these films? JFK, Dances with Wolves, or Bull Durham? Oh, wow. That's tough. I'm going to say Dances with Wolves. That is correct. Right job. Not so tough. Before hitting it big, Big J, Kevin Costner worked at what major tourist attraction? Did he work at Disneyland? Did he work at the Grand Canyon? Or did he work at the Empire State Building? The Grand Canyon. The Grand Canyon is... Wrong. No, I'm sorry. He did not work at the Grand Canyon. The Empire State Building? The Empire State Building. Wrong. Wrong. He never worked at the Empire State Building. He did, however... Mount Rushmore? Uh, well, you uh, that wasn't one of the choices, so if you're going off the board, it's going to be tough Studios? to get it right. Wrong. No, also... Wrong. Lego Land? No. Wrong. But he did work at Disneyland right. as the skipper Great of, the, America? of the Jungle Cruise. Uh, he was the skipper of the Jungle Cruise before he was finished. I need some more. What is some more? Congratulations, Brandon. You're going to go check out the Foos Fighters coming up on the 20, excuse me, the 11th of February. Hang on one second. We will hook you up Dollywood. with those passes. Hollywood. That's a solid answer. He probably would work there for free if I had to guess. 
Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your pop culture smackdown. Run of headlines are next on the X Rocks. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Listen to me. Headlines brought to you by Half Price Friday. Hey, we got another one kicking off this Friday, 9 o'clock, xrock.com. This Friday, you can get $50 to Bodo Vino downtown for just $25. Listen, we're talking high society, Big J. I'm talking yeah. about self-serve wine machines with 144 different wines you can just plug in and play. They also have a full bar, fantastic cocktail menu, full sushi bar as well with only the freshest ingredients. So check it out. The certificates you grab also good for their village location. So wherever you want to go for Bodovino, we got you covered. But Half Price Friday begins at 9. I get the sneaking suspicion these things are going to go quick Friday morning. So grab your $50 gift certificate to Bodovino for just $25. XRock.com. This Friday is Half Price Friday with the XRocks. Headlines are as follows. Big J, hey, come here. Bad blood or I quit now. Bad blood. That's the idea behind a uh, pop bar headed for Chicago in time for Valentine's Day. Uh, Bad blood is what organizers describe as a breakup bar, Big J. It's going to open up its doors on January 27th in Chicago and then serve up some cocktails along with uh, some ideas for revenge, Big J, and relationships. The full drink list has not been revealed just yet, but there will be a wheel of cocktails you can spin to determine your drink of choice. Organizers suggest that visitors dress for success by donning some outfits and bringing the person they want to break up with to bad blood and enjoy the bar as it's uh, the Chicago's first breakup bar. So if your significant other is taking you to bad blood at some point before Valentine's Day, just know it probably isn't going to end well for you. This seems like a fairly cruel business model, Big J. Agree or disagree? Yeah, yeah, very. I mean, you want to make money on other people's heartbreaks? Seems very, very dark. Uh, Almost menu-esque. But uh, hopefully you enjoy it if that's the case. And if you're taking somebody and make reservations for a breakup, that may seem shady. Agree or disagree? Yes. Uh, That feels like there's a lot of planning that has to go into this breakup. Sounds like they should be breaking up with you. Agree. Uh, If you walk into bad blood, you're not walking out in a relationship, I'll tell you that. Hey, come here or I quit now. I quit now. Here's another norm turned on its head by the younger generation, Big J, giving two weeks notice. Now, if you look on your favorite social media app, TikTok, Big J, you'll notice videos of people revealing that they've quit their job without giving the traditional two-week notice. There's even the hashtag and no two-week notice. And it's more than just videos and hashtags. A study found that people who quit their jobs during the Great Resignation, which is what the last 18 months have been labeled, 49% gave their employers one week notice or less. 25% gave no notice at all, which is almost 75% of our workforce leaving without uh, giving two week notice. So I ask you, Big J, it's been a while since you've left the job. Have you ever quit anything without giving a two week notice? Uh, no, I don't think so. In every no. job you've ever... Now, of course, that doesn't count being fired. But every right. job you've ever had, you've given a two-week notice Absolutely, for? yeah. Did you ever have a job that you put in a two-week notice for and they said, you know what, we're good after this? Like, you don't have to put in the two weeks. Why yeah, don't you work think, out the end of the week and then we're okay? I think Avis... I don't think I had to work, work the full two weeks there. 
That's right. happened before. Yeah. Uh, specifically in like radio, they get really worried. Like if you leave for another job that you've taken someplace, which I have done before, they get real sensitive yeah. about what you're going to do during your limited time that you have left. Yeah, because there's lots of information you can be taken with. Sure. There's also that and what you'll say on the air, that kind of stuff. So there's been plenty of times where I've put in a two-week notice and not allowed to stay my final two weeks there which usually is fine by me but uh i can't remember well that's not necessarily true uh i did quit my grocery store job without notice uh but that was because uh it was bad news bears and i didn't want to be there anymore but uh it happens to everybody but apparently now it's a trend two-week notice doesn't have to be a thing anymore we'll wrap it up with hey come here you may have heard of duck calling but have you heard of husband calling big J? No. You may have had your hurry to uh, have your beloved in the car or get out of the bathroom, and you're, if you're a uh, significant other, you might be a husband-calling pro. The practice has generated buzz in footage of the 2017 Iowa State Fair that went viral on the internet this week. Footage shows women stepping up to the microphone and demonstrating how they scream at their husband to help them pay attention to them. And so there's all sorts of fun videos on there. So the question becomes, Big J, how does your wife get your attention? What does she yell in your general direction that makes you come running? I'm going shopping. Oh, that's all it takes? She doesn't have like a nickname for you, like Honey or Babe, or uh, or does she call you Radio's Big J? No, it would probably more accurately be like a phrase. Uh, but uh, when we talk to comedian Steve Trevino, uh-huh. um, it, it's something he calls wife talk- speak, and uh, it's more of like a suggestion. When she starts making suggestions, I'm like, eh, what's going on here? <laughs> but she doesn't have any like if she's across the room, she doesn't yell anything to get your attention. Did she say, hey? Because you have a house full of oh. people, so sometimes yeah, She'll sure. yell. She'll scream at the top of her lungs with her mute button on while she's at work to get our attention. And does she call you your full name, or does she call you honey, or what? No, it's she... usually just a hey. Okay. It's usually not specifically me. It's anyone. She's looking to get anybody's attention. Yeah, right? yeah. Right. Mostly because there's, like, a, a cat doing something. Will you come running when you hear the hey? No. Oh, what the heck, man? I'll gently get out of bed and walk towards her location. Oh, wait, you're laying in bed? Is it nighttime? Probably, yeah. Probably. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything you need to know. There's more than just a read-through. That's the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Can't stop here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And I just want to make sure you're okay, Big J. Yeah, I'm okay, but I almost wasn't. What happened? I was nearly killed yesterday. Oh, no, again? So I'm actually surprised with the circumstances that this hasn't hasn't happened to me before, Nick. And uh, after my live broadcast at Arby's yesterday and uh, taking down a beef and cheddar, maybe that was it. Maybe I was just in you know uh, in a heightened sense of in roast joy beef bliss and an uh, ecstasy. Uh, but uh, I was running low on gas, so I had to stop at the gas station. And so I pull up uh, to the gas station. I happen to be listening to something in particular. I hit pause on that. Uh, and this is probably where I went wrong because that distracted me. Uh, and uh, there's a button you have to hit to open my gas tank. Sure. Uh, so I hit that. I get out uh, and uh, go through the you know the the whole thing. Uh, I actually have a particular card I was going to use, and it took me a second to get that out. So again, you know, I'm just kind of distracted, and I start uh, the process of pumping gas and everything. And you know, I sit out uh, in the car, and I'm just like, okay, you know, let's see how much you know. I like I like to play. How much is it going to cost? You know. <laughs> Okay. And uh, I lost. And so uh, I get done. I uh, I put the nozzle back on. I get in the car and I'm like, oh, this car is still running. 
You left your car on? I left my car on! So, is it because the quiet Prius? Yes, okay. because it's so damn quiet. And I can't believe this hasn't happened to me before. Me too. I've actually left it running in the garage. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, and passed out. From, well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> passed out. <laughs> but, I mean, so, so here what I can tell you is that leaving the car, turning the car off is just a mere recommendation. Stop it's it. It's not. Do not. You're not automatically going to explode <laughs> into flames if you do that. Because I was like, huh? Huh? What happened? Why didn't I blow up? Well, I don't think it's a one for one. I don't think every time you do it, it do it. I believe it does increase, however, the danger of things going awry if you do that. So I, mean, I don't recommend that you do it again. Two things. You would think that one after that, I would be very concerned and scared and like, ah, I mean, oh, No. Because this is becoming happenstance where I just seem to defeat death once again. <laughs> Me flipping the bird to the Grim Reaper. All right, well, don't get cocky, kid. I mean, things still could go awry. But I do understand uh, how that could happen in your situation because Priuses are very quiet. And if you do something and you think you turn it off, then Silent. it's Silent. Yeah. I can understand how that happens, but uh, I am glad that things did not go bad for you because they could have. My confusion when I got back in the car and realized, oh, hey. Did you press the button and then like it made a grinding noise or did you already know it was on the second you walked in? I'm like, okay, all this stuff shouldn't be on. What the hell? (laughs) But that didn't occur to you when you got out of the car. Didn't even I was yeah I was I was distracted and again in uh, in in, you know the uh, ecstasy of roast beef. And cheddar. All right, sauce. well, you have a, certainly a good excuse, but I, I would recommend that you don't try that again. But I'm glad you're okay. Uh, and now you know the Prius can survive. Yeah. And that's good news as well. I, I mean, I, in the future, I will turn it off, just so we're clear. Thank you. Morning After with Nick and Big J, who's very glad to be here still. We'll do some bad impressions. They're next on the X Rocks. And After with Nick and Big J. And Bad Impressions brought to you by the Idaho Center pre-owned Superstore Treasure Valley Subaru. And we have some tickets here. Lounge at the end of the universe, VIP style. Those would have come in handy if you wanted to see Craig Gass this past weekend. But coming up here, Brandon Vestal will be at the lounge and something called the Arcade Comedy Show. Oh, we'll learn all about it coming up here Friday. But we'll hook you up with these VIP tickets if you can figure out Bad Impressions. You can use them at your leisure, whichever one you want to, and they'll put you nice and close to VIP style. If you want to go check it out at your uh, guest, whatever fits your schedule, Schedule. Now would be the time to get on the phone. 208-287-1003. If you'd like to play a little game called Bad Impressions, which works like this, it is time for you to figure out who Big J's trying to be. He'll give you three clues if you would like to play. And if you could figure out that famous person in those three clues or less, then you got Lounge at the End of the Universe passes. Hello, the X. Good day, gentlemen. How many guesses do you think it's going to take me today? Good people Probably seven. Oh, wow. Jeez. Have you prepared seven clues? No. Oh, oh. then you're in trouble. <laughs> Here we go. First clue. I had a sitcom called The New Adventures of Old Christine. Ah, okay. I won a bunch of Emmys and got to play a president as Selena Meyer in HBO's Veep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you know okay, who it is? On? Do you know who it is? I do. Okay, who is it? <laughs> Julie Louise Dreyfus. All right, there I want to hear you in the bad impression. No. no, you're being creepy. 
Uh, what was Clue 3 just for fun? <laughs> I won a few Emmys playing a, the goofy ex-girlfriend pal, Elaine Bennis, on Seinfeld. Why do you hate it when people want to hear all of your clues? I don't. Normally, I don't. Just this particular individual. <laughs> Hang on one second, man. We'll give you those lines at the end of the universe passes. Why is Julie Louis-Dreyfus in the news? Uh, oh, man. She is uh, She's getting ready. There, she just did an interview with Variety, and uh, she was talking about uh, her uh, entry into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh-huh. Nick, as Val. And when she started shooting, it was super secret. She had to dress like in a, in a cloak, and it had to be top secret. She had to completely disguise herself. To I mean, that's where we're at now with these type of things because of all of the uh, paparazzi and everybody who's spying on this stuff. We just can't let things happen. You know what I mean? We right. gotta know everything, and so there had to be all this secrecy. Of course, uh, she made her first appearance in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh-huh. uh, Black Widow, and uh, you know she is trying, uh, and hopefully she gets to do some action of her own in Thunderbolts. That's the plan. And you know, she might make uh, an appearance in some of the upcoming stuff uh, with uh, Secret... Not Secret Wars, but um, I'm trying to think of the Samuel Jackson, the Nick Fury show that's coming up here. I can't remember the name of it, though. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, but... Uh, the, I, the new TV series on Disney+. Plus. There's like 19 of them. Yeah, with out. Nick Fury? I don't know which oh, one you, you mean, know. though, is what I'm saying. Which is what There's I said. One. Uh, but also, uh, you know, did, what was the first thing she popped up in? Was it a movie first? Was it Black no, Widow first and, and then, then Falcon? Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay. For some reason, I thought she was in like a... Well, it was, she was the 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 after credit scene in in uh, Black Widow, right? I, but but I, I think uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier came out before that. Oh, you're, but it, she had filmed that one long before yeah. because it got delayed. It was kind of that was supposed to be the big reveal. But yeah, right. you're right. She was already in the TV show, so we kind of knew what was happening. But uh, I certainly am excited to see her uh, pop up a, a little bit more. She, of course, also in Wakanda Forever, which is coming. To yeah, Disney I learned a Plus. lot more about her character so, and some of the her nefariousness. Get ready. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will wrap up the show here next on the X Rocks. That's the latest emotionless in white that is called Werewolf here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And that's how we're going to wrap up today's show. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Wednesday. Big J approved and disapproved and then approved. The movie called The Menu, which is available for you to watch on HBO Max if you'd like to follow suit. Uh, you can also check it out on other places if you're willing to pay for it, but HBO Max has it as part of your uh, subscription currently. We also had a chance to talk about why you shouldn't let your five-year-old drive your vehicle, and even why maybe Big J shouldn't be allowed to drive a vehicle. He's luckily, he's still here, thank goodness. What the but, hell? Uh, you know, hell. mistakes were made, if we're being honest, and that leaves you with the floor, Big J. Very excited. Uh, some news announced in entertainment industry yesterday about Michael B. Jordan continuing his role of uh, John Clark in uh, the Tom Clancy series. So they're going to do Rainbow Six as a feature film, Nick. And uh, the guy who directs all the John Wick movies is going to be directing that. Shouldn't surprise anybody. That, God, I cannot remember the name of that movie that we watched. What was it called? Without Remorse. Without Remorse. And it very yeah. much sets up the Rainbow Six yeah. movie at the end there. So it shouldn't surprise anybody this is coming, but it finally got the green light. Way overdue. Rainbow Six should have been made into uh, a movie a long time ago, so I'm super excited. Well, they got the right people attached to it finally, which is nice, and it's going to be the key. I imagine it'll be an Amazon Prime movie as well. No, I don't think so. Really? It's going to be a feature film. Well, that I mean, technically, they're all feature films. Nah. You think it's going to get a theatrical release? Yes, it is. They already said it oh, is. Oh, there, there you go. That's cool. Although Matt, Amazon Prime has done that before, too, with a couple yeah, of its movies. Yeah, but it's not, it's not Amazon. Uh, it's so, not? No. So, how, so it's completely... The Amazon original movie, Without Remorse, set up a completely different cinematic universe? No. 
Huh? It doesn't have to be part of Amazon in well, order for them to continue to make a movie. One would think that, that universe, they financed so. it, I guess, is my point. That, you know, it was Amazon money that put this whole thing in motion, and it was their original movie that set it up. But listen, whenever it comes out, it comes out, I guess, and you can watch it however you want to watch it. Next set of X Rock brought to you by Team Mazda. It's easy to get your auto loan pre approved with Team Mazda's I pre check button. Just click the big blue one at goteammazda.com, and you are good to go. That's it for us. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Jason Drew's up next. It's EX Rocks. The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.